Naledi Muleo on SAFM. Thanks, Greg. It's five minutes after eight in the second hour of the talk shop here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information lead. I have on the line Komuto Chaka, um, National Business Initiative Social Ethics and Transformation Committee member, talking to us about uh, understanding the social, economic, uh, and economic impact on children in South Africa's mining communities. We'll look at the roundtable discussion that was held by the National Business Initiative um, as well as UNICEF and the Human Rights Commission just last week in Cape Town and what came out of that discussion. Then later on, I'll speak to Lindy Zamini of PPS who will give us a few tips for newly employed graduates to succeed in the increasingly competitive workplace. And then at 20 to 9, Chriselda Kananda will talk to us about what came out of the 7th Africa Conference on sexual health and rights. First, though, Komoto Chaka, uh, National Business Initiative Social Ethics and Transformation Committee member. Komoto, good evening. Welcome to the talk shop. Good evening, my lady. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, so often we, we have discussions around mining communities and there's so many issues that are raised. Very few, uh, very little is said about, you know, where children and young people stand in a lot of these communities. So the importance of uh, partnering with UNICEF um, and the South African Human Rights Commission to put this roundtable discussion together. Where did the where did the idea really come from, and what was it that you were hoping to achieve? Well, the idea really was born out of a concept between the three stakeholders: UNICEF, the Human Rights Commission, and the NBI, where they um, conceptualized the need to understand the social and economic impact on children mm. in, in the mining communities. Um, and uh, they looked to engage to other stakeholders that have uh, interest in the mining uh, industry to really get to the core and understand how would we best um, treat the issue of um, children's rights in, in, in the business operations in the mining industry. Um, appreciating that as much as we've got a lot of work done by the UN, um, the issue of children in the mining sector really hasn't had that much of a focus and it doesn't have an opportunity to be strategically focused within uh, the various business entities in terms of um, uh, defining how companies are going to address it in their business models. Mm. So really, it was really to to put it out there and try and get a stakeholder alignment and focus on how it could best be done to address uh, the issue in, in South Africa. There are um, a lot of um, very um, contentious issues elsewhere in, in Africa in terms of child labor. And fortunately, in South Africa, uh, the, the extent at which there is a... a attention to children's rights or lack of attention rather um, is not as expensive and as brutal as mm. we find in other countries in the world. Yeah, well, we'll look at some of the challenges that you are addressing here in South Africa, but more importantly, I mean, it's all good and well that, you know, NBI, the Human Rights Commission and UNICEF come together to plan this, this, this breakfast roundtable. But what's more important is who you're talking to, right? So um, you, you have this discussion on the sidelines of the Africa mining in Daba. Did you have all the relevant stakeholders there to be part of this discussion with you? Um, well, I think uh, as a kickoff, there were relevant stakeholders. We had the Chamber of Mines represented there. We had a um, mining industry activist, Bridget um, Motsepe. We had um, uh, Mike, Mr. Mike Teke. Uh, we also had the Deputy Minister in the Presidency, uh, Mr. Buti Manamela. 
in the panel, mm. uh, along with UNICEF and uh, obviously the NBI. So I think in terms of that representation, it allowed uh, space to open up the debate and uh, to to throw out there in terms of what already exists in, in mining communities, what data is available. There's a lot of research that has been done by the Human Rights Commission mm. um, around children uh, being a vulnerable group. So it's really bringing all the data that's out there and trying to put it together in a formalized way to ensure that uh, this this uh, topic or this uh, issue really gets the right presence that it, it needs. And um, most of that we find that if we address a community as a stakeholder for mining houses, it doesn't really drill down to the level where it addresses the, the needs of the children. Yeah. I mean, we're talking children and youth. And so you can talk to me yes. about some of the data that you say has come out of the, the the Human Rights Commission on the research that they've conducted. But obviously this is looking into how much skills development is being offered uh, by the industry in a lot of these mining communities uh, to young people. Speak to that and just, you know, some of the key findings that were relevant to this discussion from the Human Rights Commission. Well, I think the key thing, it, it begins with the fact that uh, we need to address, and it's a national issue, national conversation around the issue of education. And depending on the level of education that a, a child or a youth has, um, there, thereby lies the opportunity in a mining house, uh, the direct opportunity for them to take advantage of either um, jobs, buzzeries, internships, learnerships that are out there mm. in, um, in, in the respective mining companies in line with the mining charter requirements. There's an aspect of where youth can begin to play a big space in the entrepreneurship uh, um, arena where we know and it's been articulated in various platforms that South Africa needs this council of entrepreneurs to emerge and, and uh, to, to you know um, support the economic development. Mm. So through the various procurement opportunities that the mining houses have, um, that is an opportunity platform. However, we do have a deficiency in terms of uh, people understanding how to tap to, into those or having the skill or know-how to actually do that. Mining companies are spending a lot of money doing uh, a small, medium enterprise development or supply development programs mm. to try and capacity build um, the youth and to create that excitement around uh, 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 you know, tapping into those opportunities. So those are some of the things. But the big thing that uh, came out of the dialogue was um, for years now we've been talking about beneficiation, mm. um, which really is not an area which has been comprehensively explored, and uh, it offers a lot of new avenues. Uh, there needs to be a basic directed focus by government and, and through regulatory um compliance to ensure that business can begin to unlock that. But first, we need to have a defined strategy as to how are mining houses expected to really uh, begin to to address beneficiation uh, in a broad way. Um, Yeah, so those are the kind of examples. Um, UNICEF also has a a program uh, around girls. They've got about 15,000 girls, um, which they call Techno Girls, Mm. uh, which is a strong program that really um, ensures collaboration and support and and, uh, funds uh, girls to actually um, step out there and and begin to define a space for themselves in the industry. And, you know, 
the more that becomes a success and uh, is multiplied, we will get a lot of groundswell in there as well because that creates a trigger for people to be excited about uh, what is possible in the industry. I think the, the other last maybe point before you, uh, you come in is um, we, we need to also be mindful of the fact that mining houses have a limited uh, lifespan, life of mine. Some mining houses have got 30, some 40 years. So the youth cannot look to a mining company as a lifeline forever. You know, they need to, it, it, it's a springboard to greater things. Right. And somehow we need to begin to, to um, harness that energy for people to understand that, yes, it's a platform, but beyond that, there are other avenues that they need to look to. Yeah, well, I understand that you also had, as part of, you know, your panel of speakers, you had a young person in the mining sector sharing uh, their perspectives. I mean, what came out of that? Uh, Well, she was really um, sharing with us where she comes from, Mm. from humble beginnings, how she got into the program, and uh, how that uh, support and mentoring program and through UNICEF um, landed her in being an alumni of this Techno Girl concept. And she is now there to coach other girls uh, to make sure that uh, those that come behind her, um, she handholds and supports them equally because she, she has seen the benefit and she proudly, you know, engaged with, with the um, stakeholders in the, in, in the room to say, you know what, wow, it has done great things for me. So, you know, the more of those uh, girls we get out there, the better. Yeah, and I believe that, you know, the, the Human Rights Commission, NBI and UNICEF, um, also, you know, opened up uh, the floor for, for further collaboration with all the stakeholders after the discussion. Um, you know, what, what long-term goals come out of this, uh, this, this breakfast uh, roundtable discussion? Um, okay, there was a declaration that was read to the audience and, uh, and they were encouraged to sign the declaration. Um, but in a nutshell, some of the um, long-term um, commitments that came out is uh, we were not going to and we were determined that that was not a, a, a talk shop. There are specific things that we need to know. We are, we are appreciated that um, there exists an opportunity for collaboration and sharing best practice and that government could not do this alone. We needed all hands on deck and to make sure that, um, you know, there is a, 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 a snowballing of, of, uh, of an objective that can actually yield the desired result. We also made sure that it, it needs to be clear that companies have to look to their um, business policies and look at how are they integrating children's, children's rights into their policy um, uh, making and into their investment analysis and decision making as part of their business uh, day-to-day um, objectives. We also um, came out to think uh, with an understanding that there needs to be a transfer, total transformation in the mining sector, um, especially um, there was a comment that we need to move away from offshore listing and reinvest in Africa to ensure that we benefit the child. So bring all these good things uh, at home, uh, ensure that there's a secondary industry that is created, obviously, for, for things like beneficiation, uh, which can be done locally to, to bring that groundswell of, of the youth and uh, the child uh, to participate in the industry. Um, I think there was also a great un- appreciation that um, the child today is our adult or, or active, economically active citizen in the, in, in the short future. Mm. So we need to grow them and we need to, to cultivate that interest in them to make sure that as they grow up, they are 
uh, economically active in a positive way and in a meaningful way in the industry to ensure that there is sustaining um, the life of, of, of the sector as such. Yeah, and the only way you can really ensure that, you know, these breakfast roundtable discussions are not um, talk shops, as you say, is to, is to follow up with every stakeholder. I mean, is there a plan um, that's in place to do that? Um, you see, the NBI, the National Business Initiative, um, has a member organizations of about 110 organizations across South Africa. It offers a great platform for collaborative engagement on issues of economic transformation. And even this issue, we do have a an anchor um, a, for the United Nations Global Compact in South Africa, which focuses on defined principles of um, uh, the human rights, primarily then this, uh, the issue of child rights falls within that uh, uh, remit. And it is through this platform that the NBI offers and the engagement to the various companies that it can begin to use that as a springboard to get this multi-stakeholder discussion going on and make sure that there's a focused strategy that can be rolled out across the mining sector and with clear key performance indicators and measures to make sure that, you know, maybe at the next slide in Daba there's clear, specific and concise deliverables that have been attained in the current year. The declaration itself, and is very specific to, you know, in terms of its spirit of what it wants to achieve, that can also help that process along. Can we can we take a look at that declaration? I mean, is it available for the public to, uh, to look at for community for mining communities as well to take a look at? It is available on the UNICEF website. Um, I think you can just Google uh, UNICEF; it will come up. Um, uh, yeah, it is available. It's a it's a document that, like I said earlier, all the stakeholders and um, committed to signing, and some of them signed them signed it on the day. So it's okay, so what is it called? Where, where, where do, I mean, what is it called? So that when we're searching, we know what to look for. Um, I, I don't have the specific title for it right now, but um, I think if you allow us at a later point to give it to you, you can put it on your website for people to access. Well, it it would be great if you you know before we before we wrap up the show and we'll wrap it up at, at nine o'clock. If you could maybe speak to my my producer Tulu uh, and make sure that you give her uh, the the details of that declaration, so we can get it out into yes. communities. We know what commitments are being made by uh, by the mining industry, commitments to to support, um, sustain, and empower children and young people in mining communities. So the people know what these commitments are. We're able to hold. Um, all stakeholders accountable. So before we wrap up, please, please do give out those details so I can share them with my listeners before 9 o'clock. Komoto, thank you so much for chatting to us. You're welcome, my lady. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Great. Komoto Chaka, National Business Initiative Social Ethics and Transformation uh, Committee member. You're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'll chat to Lindy Lamini soon. Uh, Lindy is with PPS. She's giving us tips for newly employed graduates to succeed in a really competitive workplace.